0: Instead of just saying that love isn't important because it's just this, because we've been filtering it through our little princess lenses, because we allow Disney to define what love looks like, that's just a small little piece of, of romantic love, but there's so much more to love that can root you. Connecting, equipping, and promoting emerging supernaturalists. <laughs> ha ha ha! created for such a time as this! Alright, and here we go. Ha <laughs> ha! There is more. He said, what? Greetings, Supernaturalists. This is the Supernaturalist podcast show. Yes, this show exists to connect, equip, and promote emerging Supernaturalists on a global level, and I trust that that's why you're listening. That it's your desire to see God's kingdom come, is will be done established through your daily creative contribution. It's such an honor to have you listening to the show today. If we haven't met yet, my name's Darren Stott, lead pastor at a crazy cool, amazing dope church called Seattle Revival Center, author of a book called Pattern Interrupt. You can check out the paper copy, the digital um Kindle copy, or the Audible Audiobook copy. It's all at Amazon pattern interrupt check that out you'll enjoy that and founder of supernaturalist ministries just want to point you to my website it's darrenstott.com there's there's all kinds of radio shows, podcasts, resources. You're going to want to go and check that out, darrenstott.com. But when you get there, there's going to be a pop-up because everybody loves pop-ups. And when that pops up, you're going to want to put in your email. That's going to connect you with all the crazy, amazing content that we create and as well as just the amazing, uh, I keep saying amazing, the mailing list that we have. It's a good time. Again, it's darrenstott.com. Go and check that out. Today's show okay, is about love, um, the love key, they, that love is a key. It connects you with amazing supernatural virtue. That's where we're going in this show. Perhaps you're thinking, look, Darren, not another message on love. I've been there. I've done that. Like, no, no, you haven't, okay? Love is not one of those things that you have like an encounter with once and all of a sudden like you're nailing it and crushing it just because like you bought a t-shirt at like a love conference, all right? That's not how it works. Look, we haven't even scratched the surface of this Ocean, this, this, incre- and all, all the revelation that there is in regards to um, uh, th- the Father's heart and His love that He has for us. Look, love is more than just an emotion, right? It's more than just um, an experience. Um, love is uh, like God is love, right? God is love. That's who He is, and that means that there's way, way way more to discover and uncover and to manifest when it comes to the substance, the literal the literal material, the literal person of love. Anyways, I um, hope you guys enjoyed this show. Let me know what you think, of course, in the comments and in the reviews. Um, and I'll follow up with you at the end of this. The Key of Love. Let's do it right here right now on the Supernaturalist podcast show. Let's go. Dad. Yeah. There's uh something I want to tell you. What is it, son? Well, dad. You're my dad. And I love you, man. You're not getting my Bud Light, Johnny. Ray, forget it, Johnny. Uh, but Wigglesworth said, if you plug yourself into love, there's a power there. There's an ability there um, that, that, that is a special key to walking in miracles. One of the things that I think is that uh, there's, there's ability that can be found in love that we don't really take, that we kind of take for granted. And one of the things that's interesting is even when it comes Walking in the Spirit, seeing in the Spirit, ministering to our friends, our family, places of influence, if we're having those those kinds of conversations, that we really do it while being plugged into, plugged into love. Like for example, if you were going to volunteer in a children's ministry. Um, that, that, you would, that you would come in and really begin to learn who are these kids, what kind of homes do these kids come from uh, to, to, to ask the teacher what kind of difficulties are, are, are these kids having, what kind of learning difficulties you're taking down all this information and then you're taking it to the Lord and you're saying to the Lord God give me a heart to love these kids because I don't want to just volunteer I want to be plugged into something in the spirit Father, give me dreams at night. Show me how to pray for these kids. Show me how to pray for the teachers. I want to love, I really want to love the teachers. See how radically different that kind of paradigm is compared to see a need and fail it. See a need, fail it, see a need, fail it, it. right? Mm -hmm. Like, let's say it's, (laughs) let's say that you're, uh, I just went psycho on you guys. Ah! You're going to be in the parking lot. You're, you're going to be volunteering in that. You're like, for, you could say, I, this will not be a volunteer ministry for me. Every person that drives in here, I don't know who they are. I don't know where they're coming from. Maybe they've never been to a church before. I want to be like a gatekeeper you know, in, in the parking lot here. I want to be creating this culture where people come in. Maybe I'll talk to them. Maybe I won't, but I'm going to be blessing them. That, that, that their encounter with SRC begins in, in the parking lot parking lot begin i will be the first face that they see when they come driving out. You're going to be a, a greeter and you're like, they're going to walk through the door and they're going to have an encounter with God because I'm there and, and, and I'm a portal. I'm an access point and I'm going to love this responsibility and I'm going to love, I will make sure that I'm loving the people that come in. Now you're connecting to, to the source where actual, where actual miracles come from. It's the same thing that Justin Abraham talks about where, when he's away from his family and in the spirit, He just begins to give thanks to the Lord for his family. He begins to give thanks to the Lord for his beautiful wife. He begins to give thanks for the home. And as he's leaning in, in that place of love, all of a sudden, everything opens, and all of a sudden, now he's in his house, and now he's with his child, and and he bends over and he gives his child a kiss on the head in the spirit, and even even, uh, to the point of taking his children gifts in the spirit, and his children actually receive little stuffed animals that it's impossible for like like it actually becomes that that real that oftentimes we just think that love is just kind of this fleeting emotion that we can put on on the cake of life with our little with our little knife like oh it's gonna be more sugary because it's love but no like the love of God is, a- is absolutely powerful and it opens up a place where miracles can begin to happen and I just think that if we said I'm not gonna do something in the kingdom of God unless there's love there. Like, I'm not going to just do ministry without love. Because I know if I do, it's like a clinging gong, it's like a symbol. Mm. If I can do this and have love, imagine what that will profit me. Mm. And I just think it's, it, it, we should apply this, this. You see, maybe you came into this love culture. Well, that, that just means they want me to love people. No, no, no. I want you to love your life. I want you to love your food. I want you to love your coffee. I want you to love your bodies. I want you to love what God is doing on the earth. And it's like we've got to learn to start loving love again instead of just saying that love isn't important because it's just this, because we've been filtering it through our little princess lenses because we allow Disney to define what love looks like. Mm -hmm. That's just a small little piece of, of romantic love, but there's so much more to love that can root you. And as we love selflessly, and not selfishly, as we love selflessly, that's where the kingdom begins to be demonstrated on the earth. Because I get opportunities to volunteer in different kinds of organizations and different kinds of things. One of the things that I see is that commonly, whenever someone gives and they don't get money for it, they've they got to get something else for it. You know what I'm saying? So when you come in and there's an opportunity to be praised and you you decide to pass on the praise when the praise is the only payment that anyone else will get that's when you will stand apart and people will say if you pass on the praise then why are you in this what's going on I haven't seen this kind of thing before Yeah And I just think that whether it's politics or it's education or it's the church or it's anything else, that when we can really start saying there's a there's. 1 Corinthians 12, earnestly desire spiritual gifts, especially that you prophesy. Earnestly desire to be the manager at your job. Earnestly desire to be on city council. Earnestly desire to be the mayor. Earnestly desire to be a senator. Earnestly desire to be the teacher of the year. Earnestly desire that your your restaurant would be voted best restaurant in Renton. Like, earnestly desire, and yet there's a better way. There's a better way, the most excellent way, the way of love. Yeah. yeah, and then, like, and if you have love, imagine what that will profit the, the church, your family, and, and all these other things. Like, my biggest fear is that, um, and I should be careful even stating this, I should say a fear that I have had, <laughs> a fear that I used to have, was that one day my children would grow up, and, uh, and like, the example that I heard, I thought this was good. You guys ever see Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there was the kid, and, and his dad had that super sweet you know, sports car. Yeah. And the scene where, where, where he goes off on that sports car, and he just starts kicking that sports car. He, he hates that sports car. He hates that sports car because that was his dad's pride and joy, and not him. Mm-hmm. And, like, and, that, and that, that has been my fear, is that one day my kids would grow up, and they would start kicking the church and kicking and just punching the ministry and kicking all these things because ministry was their daddy's delight and not them. Yeah, yeah. and I just think that, that, that like like from the beginning, that was one of the fears that I had to give to the Lord. If I say yes to you, you can't screw me over. But what I was actually saying is, God, if I say yes to you, you have to hold me accountable so I don't screw myself over. Because if just, if just left to my own flesh, I know that love will not be my default. Okay. So the Father in His kindness, the Father in His wisdom surrounding me with these incredible lovers, mm-hmm. right? And people that are holding me accountable so that I can finish well. So at the end of the day, no matter what my kids think about ministry, no matter what my kids think about the Lord, that I can tell my kids, if you choose to love Jesus or if you choose to not believe in Jesus, I will love you the same. I will love you the same, I will believe in you the same, I will support you no matter what you choose, that I will be, that I will always be your dad